the Tiltcast, episode 387, Stifler vs. a Hobbit. And this week, guys, we <laughs> talked Division 2's new content, Slay the Spire, <laughs> Rusty's near Automata gameplay, Battletech Flashpoint, Blood Card, <laughs> Don't Starve, and Erotus, Lord of the Dead. Stay tuned. The, Fuck. The dog is leaking. I'm gonna throw up. Oh, <laughs> my fucking God. Yeah. Uh, anger. 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 Fucking yes. It's the Tilcast. Yes. Jason, what's today's date? Fuck it. it is July 26, 2019, and it is 9.34 p.m. Would you please say that in a more southern accent? No. <laughs> hey, just to get introductions out of the way. I don't think I'm capable. That's you Jason. Did a, you did a pretty good job. That talking's rusty. Yeah. And I'm Nas. And we're back. Yeah, don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> Come on, mush it a little bit more, fucker. Hey, so just to get this started, um, if you've never, if you're new to the show, um, know that you're gonna get about thirty minutes of bullshit, and you're gonna get probably not several hours of news, but you're gonna get substantially more content that has to do with video games afterwards. Maybe. So stick around through Possibly. some of the the keto talk uh, and the. Uh, other things that we've been doing for a week, and then we'll talk about video games. Video games. Um, we are an M-rated show, so if you're new to the show mm. and this is not something for you, then just fuck right off. Well, That's fuck okay. shit, piss ass, cut. Um. Anyways, so Get I just kind of want to just dig right in. Dig, dig it, dig Rusty. It. Oh, you're gonna start with me. I can start with me. Okay. You. You'd rather start with me? Well, I mean, if 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 I'm going first, I'm gonna need to go on a field trip. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's all right. I'll be right he back. He really is going on a field trip. He, he just really is going studio. on a field trip. So, what, I'll Jason, say, why uh, the hell are you late? We are starting late because I fucking took the day off work. You know, it's finally time. Which, to, which would have meant that you were earlier. Well, it's finally time to. Um, Button up the bathroom, finish painting, all that stuff, right? Um, can't can't live without sink anymore. Uh, oh, how the hell are you doing that? Because uh, the kitchen's you, not too far. How do you cl- clean your hands after pooping? You go to the kitchen and you wash them at the kitchen but sink. But then you got poop fingers in the kitchen. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> um, yes, this has been a thing for quite a while, my... My wife has let me slide on this far too long. All right. Um, so start doing that. And I also needed to finally. What the fuck? And I also need to finally uh, patch a couple places in the in in the ceiling in the living room where the roof leaks had gotten gotten through. Oh, before you patched it. Um, so the. Uh, uh, so today, basically, I spent reprimering the bathroom because obviously the primer that I'd already put on the walls is fucking dirty as shit because we've been living mm. on it for six months. Mm. Um, and uh, patching the ceiling, which of course is a copious amount amount of mud to kind of fill in the gaps. Copious. Fiberglass on top of that. And then remudding, so I've been up and down mudding all fucking day. And not the typical southern mudding and, where he was talking about right. drywall. 
I am talking about drywall. Um, and then, you know, reprimering the bathroom in between. So get my four, uh, my four a lot out. of back and forth. Uh, on top of that, the 10 year olds at church camp. So, uh, she's been gone. And while I was trying to do these things, Crystal went to a couple of job interviews. So, so I'm also trying to wrangle two preschool age kids while trying to do all this other work. That's when you plaster them to the wall. Right. So, needless to say, I completely lost track of time. And then at the last minute, Crystal says it's okay for her 15-year-old nephew to, or cousin to come to the house. Um, Isaac, he's been yeah. back and forth to our house a lot. Um, mainly get away from his parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right. that's the whole point. Um, so he, uh, so of he comes over this afternoon. So then, you know, I'm mixing in trying to, uh, trying to spend a little bit of time with him while also doing work. So there's that. He played Dark Souls three for Dark Souls. most of the ah, afternoon. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Um, walked sorry. him through the mechanics of a couple of the bosses, even it though every I'd episode never completed the game. Um, that sort of thing. But so yeah, I needless say I completely lost track of time. And then Justin texts me and goes, "Where, where are you at, at, motherfucker?" It was where you at, buddy? I was sitting right here. <laughs> I was nice about and, it. Uh, he he was nice about it, but where you at, motherfucker? I, I, I completely mean, lost track of time. There so, you know. There 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 you go. Buddy equals motherfucker in his fucking vocabulary. I mean, yep. According hey, to Samuel L. Jackson, I, I yeah. read, I read in the letter spacing. Okay, I got the message. <laughs> I'm not your motherfucker, buddy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, needless say, I get that message. I'm literally, I literally just put on deodorant, change shirts. Thank you. Walk <laughs> out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have to sit so, around a fucking table with the, so, with you for a couple hours. So, so if you, thank you. So if you get a whiff of ball soup, I apologize. I didn't know to, need to know that. <laughs> I really didn't need to know that. <laughs> None of us are going to be fucking trying to smell for that shit. I don't care how, how how cool your house is. You get you get on a you get on a three foot step ladder to sit there and mud on the ceiling. You fucking get hot. Doesn't matter how cool your house is. Yeah. Fucking hot. So apartment living is great. <laughs> <laughs> so nameless say I walked up out the door nine oh six. I was here in twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. That included a stop at at the local Sinclair. Yeah. Cause, you know, you gotta have the you gotta I, have a can. I still gotta have a can. You gotta have a can to crack. Um he gets all fucking Let, like, depressed when he doesn't say, have a can. Let's just say if I had Geico or Allstate, <laughs> they would have permanently banned me from the safe driver discount for the way I drove to get here in well, 20 minutes. Yeah. It normally takes me, unless I take the toll road, which I almost never do, uh, 30 to 35 minutes get over here with my, you know, ritualistic stop at quick trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, take I take. Um, Pike Pass is pretty, pretty awesome. 
Yeah, we just haven't actually set it up. Yeah. Never. Yeah, fair enough. I, and, I have and no I reason never, to have it. And I never have change for the toll. Well, like, that's why back passes there. That's right. exactly right. It's right, exactly but right. I come over here. I have to deal with that I shit. come over here four times a month. That's like the only time I would use it. That's fair. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it's still good for a while once you charge her up. So, so, let's just say every time I changed lanes, I ended up behind somebody who was wanting to do 60 miles an hour. When I'm trying to do 80. Grandma. Grandpa. Yeah. Yes. Right right down or, here. A, a couple, or, uh, you know, uh, it was a week ago, I think, a couple weeks ago, he was bitching about the fucking people who drive 25, 30 miles an hour down the fucking street that he's on right here. Yeah. I found them motherfuckers today. <laughs> so, so I saw a couple like, things. I, I know. One that scared me. Uh, one that I absolutely hate. What? What's that? I'm driving up behind this little Chevy Cruze. I I mean, I can see it. And he starts fucking doing this rapid side-to-side bullshit. I'm like... Oh, here goes a a wheel. So I drop my fucking truck into fourth and gun it. Yeah. Right around that motherfucker, and I just kept doing 80. (laughs) Yeah. Try that, only... Scaled up to semi. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, no. And, and that, that's never a good sight. And, and when you've got the fucking, like, the, the load of the semi going off into the other fucking lane because, you know, the yeah. tire's all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's never good either. Yeah. I have never passed a semi faster. <laughs> so so then as I'm, uh, as I'm approaching the air change for I-44 and Highway 51, uh, you know, Basically, there's this on-ramp that just, they keep it going as an extra lane for the interchange, right? Mm. I go to pull two lanes over into that one and pull right behind a motherfucker that's doing 50 miles an hour. And on top of that... Always when you're in a hurry. Fucking 40 feet from the damn ramp onto Highway 51, he moves over to the other fucking lane. You fucking dickbag. <laughs> You're going to need to slow down to get on that fucking ramp anyway. Oh, I can take that ramp at 60. Oh, I don't Jesus. give a fuck. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. they. This is the reckless Geico driver and, of the group. Geico and Allstate would ban me for life from safe driver discount on speed and lack of signaling lane change alone. You're that dick. You are the dick. When I'm fucking late for something, I am. It's not worth fucking getting into a crash, you dumb shit. Hey, hey, there was proper spacing between me and every vehicle I went around, okay? (laughs) I drove recklessly, but I did it safely. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Dumb fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know how to turn any highway into the safest version of NASCAR possible. (laughs) I don't think you Have you ever driven in Dallas You think motherfuckers signal No motherfuckers don't signal They just know where you're headed and they let you in Man it's a good thing I grew up in the north I really I mean that's This shit doesn't fucking happen Now mind you on a two lane fucking highway 
you know, there is a lot of fuckers that decide to, oh, I'm going to shoot the gap with oh, oncoming yeah. traffic coming. Yeah. They're like, I can get past you at fucking 90 miles an hour. Yeah. I'm no, gonna I don't gun that shit. That is one thing I do not fuck with. Yeah. No, and you're, no, if no, you're no, coming no. down the other no. fucking lane and somebody decides to play fucking chicken with you in your lane as they're trying to pass somebody, Cause, fuck Because here's the thing. You go start doing that, and if somebody decides to be a dick, you got nowhere to go. I will not fuck with that on two-lane highway. Now, <laughs> you, give, you give me four or six lanes, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, of course I'm you good. are. good. Because you've got options. <laughs> you've got options. No, no. I'm all I grew about up, the options, baby. I grew up on fucking two lane highways, and if you were that dick, I was speeding up. Right. If you wanted to fucking pass me at ninety miles an hour, I'd fucking gun it so you didn't have a place to go. And there has been some fucking close ass calls when I did that. I'm totally in the right because I'm. I might be speeding a little bit, but hey, I'm not fucking <laughs> like trying to pass in a no passing zone or fucking like. You know, do all the fucking weird shit that you're trying to do. There's Nas doing another stupid selfie. Well, uh, studio selfies. Oh, here we go. Well, hey, I got to add to that because it's got to be a fucking like weird fucking face. Now, I need you to I need you to do your weirdest fucking face for this gift I'm going to give you. Uh, cause, uh, I, I failed on the segue because you were talking about your bathroom, but I got you something for your bathroom. Okay. A toilet seat? It, yes. Why? Hey. Oh, we talked about yes, that. Yes. He we bought the wrong one. I bought the wrong <laughs> toilet, seat. toilet seat. You got a brand new toilet seat. You get a toilet seat. You get a toilet seat. Everybody fucking gets a toilet seat. Yeah, no, it's a, it's the fucking round toilet seat because right. I, I have the elongated so, one. Here, Here's the bad part <laughs> about today. Today I was nowhere near where I wanted to be because Take originally- <laughs> toilet seat. Take a picture with your toilet seat. Yeah, you get a ticket. Here, you need me gift. to take your phone and just take it with the regular camera. <laughs> um, so, the bad part about today was I was nowhere near where I wanted to be because originally yesterday I was going to come home, come home from work, and start mudding. Right. Right. That didn't happen. Why? My. Wow. My wife calls me and tells me, um, the mud we got back in January is no good anymore, right? I'm like, okay, right. fine. It's too hard. I get that. <laughs> um, I'll stop at Lowe's and get more. She's like, oh, I'll meet you. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. I mean. So, um, oh, I'll meet you. Oh, no. That, mean, that meant when? Turn, turn into spending 45 minutes trying to decide on a brand new back door. Oh, God. Because See? the bottom kick plate on the door uh, uh, had rotted off. So there's this giant, you know, quarter inch gap at the bottom of at the bottom of the back door. So she's all hot to trot to replace that fucking back door. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we got one. Okay, fine. We have the available credit. We got six months to pay for a three hundred dollar door. Whatever. Whatever. Charge it. Um, Charge it. Charge it. Um, so we spent 45 fucking minutes looking for a brand new back door because she wants one that still opens out. So the original owners of our home, eventually they were in wheelchairs, right? So mm -hmm. he replaced the back door with one that opened out. That's not normal. Mm -hmm. 
every fucking door that opens out is seven hundred dollars. Wow. I tell her, fuck you. <laughs> I am Gutsy. not spending seven hundred dollars on a fucking door. She's like, I know. It's a door. I know. Why would but why, I really want to still open out? I'm like, they don't have one in the store that opens out. But but and I'm not going to open a a back door with a glass pane in it online and have that fucker shipped. Fuck that. But fuck it. So I mean I finally convince her to get a proper back door that opens to the inside. Uh-huh. That was a 45 fucking minute conversation inside the fucking store. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of that. She'd like, she'd be like, oh, I like this one. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Just, just, <laughs> um, so, but we finally settle on one. Yeah. Yeah. We get the fucking door. It, what should have been a 10 minute me in and out to get mud so new mud so i can do what i was actually going to do this weekend i am not hanging in i am not replacing fucking back door this weekend that is not happening so it's just you should just call my when you do it just call my dad and he can have it done for you in like half an hour oh i can do it myself in a couple hours i just well i mean he can get it straight like that's what he does for a business i know I know. And trust me, the thought has crossed my mind, like, here in a couple weekends, probably texting you and going, hey, <laughs> could, you, could you tell your dad I need some help? I'm sure he'd help you probably on the super cheap. Probably but, what would happen as soon as he starts it. Starts like, I could probably just call yeah. the favor in. Like I'd, right. He should probably just do that. Um, but right. anyway, that, that shit's not happening. So do I get to mud last night? fucking no why because it's almost nine fucking clock before we get home so um, i'm like at this point all night starting this shit all nighter fucking go just do it no just do it i i did i did three of those during the whole bathroom remodel to begin with yeah i'm still adrenal fatigue from that shit Aww. or maybe um, uh, as I sit over here going, if I have a problem with my fucking apartment, I just call a fucking apartment manager. Right, exactly. They're like, yeah, um, my toilet doesn't flush. You're going to need to come clean up my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, so needless to say, I lost track of time tonight because of various different reasons. And the, you, you know I'm in, I am focusing har- hardcore on on something and totally getting lost in it when I forget this fucking podcast. Of course. Because well, this is the one thing that consistently happens in my life is I'm here. I I got week. here I got here a half an hour late and I'm like, wait, Jason's not here. Wait, what the fuck? Did he get a new car? No, that's not his car. That can't be his car. He couldn't get a you know, couldn't have got a new car. I come in, no, you're not here. And I'm like, what the fuck is Jason at? And we sit here and we we talk shit for another couple you know, minutes and we're like Really? Where the fuck is he at? It's almost nine. <laughs> yeah. I will say that's been an interesting week for me as well. I haven't been doing any kind of remodeling. I've been doing facial restru- reconstruction. Wait, what? Um, well, I was goofing off with the dog with Lola the Wonder Dog. Lola the Wonder Dog. And Jessa and her daughter are watching the dog right now. So mm-hmm. we've got peace and quiet with the Zoe, who is very content to just lay by the door. Yeah. 
she's she's perfectly fine she's guarding us yeah but um yeah i was playing around she knocked my glasses off my face and then i promptly broke them um i stepped i was Those like are new glasses yeah so i didn't even fucking know i'm a horrible friend so i ended up having to bust some money and spend some money on that and then me and Jess were talking about my glasses, and I was shooting her text of, like, different frames. Yes. And she's like, oh, I like those ones. I like those ones. I like those ones. And then she didn't reply for a while, so I just picked some out. And then I ended up getting two pairs, right? This was supposed to be yeah. the cheaper pair, which is why I got them right away. And the more expensive pair I got, I like them. She does not like them. She very emphatically does not like them. Uh, this Please this, tell me you have a picture. Yeah, I do. Oh my fucking god, no. No, I mean, it's they're not terrible. Dude, they'll be anti-reflective and tinted. It, Those are Revenge of the Nerds frames. But they're not terrible. I mean, Those it, are it, it Revenge fit. of the Nerds frames. It fits. It's I, I was like, well, I'm pretty blonde, white and red, so, so I need a color that's not a color. They're clear, I they're clear color huge round color. glasses. <laughs> I need a color that's not. I mean, during the middle. I don't match very well. Like, I just. <laughs> during the middle. Through? I guess that matches everything. Black. During Black. the middle of winter, they'll match your skin tone. <laughs> the White Walker has approached. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Deep blue eyes and no, white as dude, snow skin. Dude, no, you never, ne- no, never, <laughs> never go with the clear BCG. And I'd already gotten everything exactly ordered, and I was are. just waiting on them to get these frames done. And she's like, did you already, can you take them back? And I was like, already, <laughs> can you take them back? <laughs> I was like, nope, they're already back? ordered. I got the other ones. <laughs> and I figured these were, these were kind of normal, like super normal. I have buyer's remorse for you. <laughs> <laughs> My name is. Yeah, okay. yeah, dude. Uh, no, <laughs> you are not allowed to make your own fashion choices ever again. So I did do something more interesting. I did do something a little bit more interesting. Uh, me and John from Former Carousel, um, and a couple of other folks that I know real well. Matt, you guys have heard on here, and Dave, I think you've yeah. heard on here once or twice. Um. We were playing, we play a board game night once a month. Yeah. And so, been playing a lot of Kingdom Death. We played Hellboy for a couple months. And then, we, John kickstarts a lot of games. So, he kickstarted the Dark Souls Dark game. Souls. Nice. Dark Souls. There's a little picture I posted of the Dark Souls yep. board game. Um, we played that. Yeah. That, um, um, that flash thing in the corner, like, fucking fucked with me, though. I was trying to be artistic with my shot. I was trying to white white out anything that wasn't uh, important to the shot. I was getting artsy fartsy while I would, had nothing to do. The camera on this is pretty good. Look, I mean, this is zoomed well, yeah. way the fuck in. Yeah, like the camera. The, so the hard part about the camera camera on the uh, Samsung S nine and the S tens, um, they can be super ultra detailed, and. Because of that, sometimes you can go to try to text a picture, and that picture will be 30 fucking megs. I need somebody to shine a light on my face. Turn on the, turn okay. on the sun. Hang on. Hang on. 
I, I don't have a plug-in. Oh, shit. How do I do a fucking screenshot? Damn it. How do I do a screenshot on camera? Oh, I missed it. Anyway, continue. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying something. So I'm going to say um, I'm going to very quickly kind of review the Dark Souls board game that is pretty expensive. Um, here's how it works. So you get a choice of three characters, a warrior, a assassin, which is basically a rogue, a herald, which is just a multi-class, and a knight. And you can get various types of equipment, right? And they all have a different stat boost, per se, and they all have about five different levels of their stuff. And the levels determine what you can upgrade, but not your health. Everybody has the same health. And it seems weird because you can up the bar the health bar and stamina bar in the normal game. But the stamina bar and health bar share the same pool. Okay. You have a, a series of little black squares and a series of little red squares, and you fill up the same line, stamina left to right, health right to left, and then when they meet in the middle, your whole party is dead. Um, the weird thing, what am I, you need you need light again? What are we doing here? What are, what are we doing? Yeah, we get the flashlight. There we go. I figured it out. Okay. So uh, the way that works, though, is it is, I feel, a little bit unnecessarily punishing. I know that sounds stupid. Coming, It's a Dark Souls game, right? But here's how it works, right? So you have that board that I showed you guys, right? It's a series of yeah. six quadrants, right? And each of those have several squares, and which represent the different spaces you can move to. And you spend stamina to move extra moves. You don't spend stamina to do your regular moves, and you do spend stamina to do special moves, basically. Gotcha. And that fills up that bar, right? And then every turn you gain two stamina back, and I'm sure there's other modifiers you can use. The Herald has a one-time-per-rest ability to remove two stamina from everybody on the board. Also, he's got a talisman. He can remove stamina by spending stamina from other people. So you can kind of use him as a support class, which is what I was doing, because uh, he's faith-based. Um, but anyways, basically the turn order goes like this. One of your characters in the party of four, right? All the enemies on the board. One of your characters in the party of four, all the enemies on the board. One of your characters in the party of four, all the enemies. So it alternates that way. So they attack four more times than you do every turn around the table. Wow. Wow. So they get four turns to your every one turn and they switch aggro based on who played last. So basically everybody gets a chance to get hit, right? Unless there's some kind of aggro modifier to the, the board. But it makes it really, really crushing on absorbing damage before you get to the boss. And so by the time we got to the boss, we had our souls. So you get two souls per character, right? Uh, that's how it works in there. And each of those souls you can spend for gear upgrades or stat upgrades on your character. But you have to go all the way to the back of the bonfire to do that. And if you rest the bonfire and erase everything, then all the enemies respawn. Right. Um, you're, you have an Estus Flask that basically just erases everything in your health pool, so you can basically use it once. And I'm sure there's upgrades, but starting off, you use it once, and it, then it erases everything. But just the rhythm of that attack is really weird every single turn. So it felt like I was getting way more damage than I needed to. And the damage I was doing was pretty pathetic, so... Um, most of the characters on the board had two armor, and I could only roll a dice on a non-stamina attack that did two damage. Wow. So I could never do damage with him unless I spent stamina, and then I had the chance. And the die only goes up to two points, right? I can roll a single die for two points of damage. 
can roll a single damage, single die for up to two points of damage plus one, so I can do one additional damage if I spend an additional three stamina. Well, I only got so much stamina to work with, and that only works for about three turns before I'm just white. Um, anyways, every change of room, though, you do get to basically refresh your health and stamina pool, so that part's nice. That rhythm's kind of weird. Um, the boss has a series of cards that they call like an AI deck, which a lot of these monster games do. Um, and you play them in a, you shuffle them and you play them. And right as every time you play them, there's a certain set of actions and what it targets and how it faces and things like that. And then it sets up weak points. And honestly, the only way for my character to damage it was to get in position to do weak point damage, which meant I had to spend stamina to get over there and then spend stamina to use a better attack so that I could guarantee some kind of hit. Um, so it was. Uh, that sounds it's a more little bit clunky. punishing than the mechanics in the video game. The game's way easier. The video game's way easier. <laughs> um, we decided after that that we were going to put it on hold and go back to Kingdom Death since there was a little bit more variety to what we were doing. Uh, the character models are really cool looking, though. Uh, right. John's going to look up some house rules to make the game flow a little better. Um, but. We all agreed that it was, and like they're not actual squares, like the little circles for each of the spots. Mm-hmm. You can only put three characters on a square, but like some of the enemies hit for like five and six damage. So like if you, and you can only block, my character could only block up to four damage with his armor and his shield if I had the shield equipped. So I would roll two die that could get up to two on its value right. each die, right? So guaranteed at least one hit, or I could roll one die to... Um, guarantee that I don't get hit at all that I do a dodge, but not all characters get a dodge. So it was pretty... That sounds fucking brutal. Pretty intense. Man. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I've been looking at possibly making, you know, g- going back to playing some fucking game, you know, like tabletops, because uh, I-, I get bored, and this week has been really fucking long for me, so I spent a lot of fucking time just, you know trying to entertain myself uh and one of the things that i found was uh there's a uh there's a a few things on youtube uh that is uh just animated videos of somebody describing their D&D campaign like them sitting down and fucking like playing their character and then they you know they have some animation skills so they throw some animation in the background right and almost every one of them was interesting in some way, shape, or form because uh, as people who play D&D know, uh, a good campaign is something that you walk away from with a lasting impression. Oh, what's that now? That would be a fat bomb. That's a fat bomb for sure. Um, huh. Sure. So, here I am, like, fat bombing it up. Mm. Oh. Anyway, oh. so uh, I've been watching some videos uh, online of uh, of people playing D anD D, and I'm like, excuse man. me, while my mouth has an orgasm. I'm like sitting here going, man, I really these are low carbon, no sugar. So um, I've been looking at that. And I, I'm like, this would be a great time for me to pick up like D anD D. So I'm thinking, if I can find them, get some source books, and do some, you know, do a D anD D campaign sometime just something short you know something that we could uh you know that we could all do i know i've got dice for it so i don't know as we all fucking like sit here and and munch down on 
like fat bombs and I'm sitting here holding it and I'm like, oh man, I really want to, but I'm talking. Um, <laughs> so finish yours My real mouth quick, is Tim orgasming. It. I'll be back in a moment. But yeah, the, um, yeah, the, the, uh, D and D campaigns are starting to, you know, to get on me. Uh, and I don't have any animation skills, but I, I mean, I, I can bring you guys a napkin. I realize it's I mean, necessary. Y- yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going like this. Would you hurry up? Uh, <laughs> if you would, please. Would you kindly? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, D&D campaigns on, you know, and, and I was thinking I wanted to try an online campaign. Those those seem to work out all right as long as the uh, storyteller or the DM is uh, fairly decent at describing shit. Tis true. So, I've been uh, looking at different options for that. Man. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. This fat bomb is staring right at me. Give me a sec. Mm. Oh, dude. That was fucking good. Mm. Fudge. This guy. He's like, oh, hey, Lolo. He's uh, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand you this melty fudge and not give you a fucking napkin. This guy, he's like, here, he's a shitbird. I mean, oh, oh, dude, that was good. See, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really looking at it though. Uh, I tried you, this. You traded mascots. It, it's a, <laughs> it's official. You've, uh, you, you, you have a keeper. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Wigglebutt over there is uh, wiggling. Uh, Lola, the uh, the Wonder Dog, is uh, now in the studio. As you might be able to hear. Now, now she's now she's quiet. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm looking for um, uh, for you. Just really random. I mean, while I'm simming her, I just thought of something. What? Do you notice that on the new Lion King, none of the lions have balls? They CGI'd out all the all the testicles, all the genitalia. I didn't hyper realistic except no balls. I I didn't I didn't look at that. I wasn't well. To when you look, look at an animal, like it's usually pretty apparent. I I haven't uh, watched the new Lion King yet, so no, I hadn't noticed. Thanks, Thank spoiler. Thank uh, you. Now none of the animals have <laughs> balls. Now I will be searching for balls the entire movie. Oh my god, that will keep me entertained. I can't tell. Poor Lola here's about to get spayed. Uh, she's a freaking parrot at the moment. Holy crap. Oh, what um, are you doing? Jeez. Calm down. Calm your calm calm all six of your tits. Calm uh, yourself. <laughs> but it, what? I know you can't hear me, so <laughs> there's that. Uh but yeah, no, I'm I'm looking for uh some cheap bucks, cheap rule books for uh uh, for uh, what is it? Five E now that's uh, that's running. Yeah, fifth edition still. I can find you the books. I'll take care a, of your book. Needs. I need a, a DM guide and a you know and a uh, and a player's guide. Okay. That way I can just at least get a uh, a oh, basic campaign. Speaking going. of which, I have all the newest edition vampire books too. Cool. I mean, um, it would be something I could do while working. 
I mean, it's yeah. kind of geeky, but you know, I'm sitting there waiting for something to happen. I could be writing a campaign. You know, it's true. You know, I could be. You know, and I've got some. I had some really good campaigns back in the freaking uh, first and second edition ages. Yeah, I had. I had an entire rule set set up for an alien invasion. Not just any alien invasion, xenomorph alien invasion. Uh, yes, you and I have discussed that before. <laughs> it was crazy ass shit. It, it was right down to like the rate of freaking invasion and conversion and, you know, chest bursters and all uh, and the whole thing was just to get to the fucking queen uh, and take the queen out uh, and what kind of swords and weapons that a fantasy setting would need to have to be able to combat the acid blood of a xenomorph. Right. I mean, I had to think about all these things. Like, you couldn't just take a, nor- a normal iron sword up to a xenomorph, otherwise you'd pull back a fucking stump. Right. Uh you know, and get a fucking, like, xenomorph face so, in your face. Speaking of which, that was our thing happened this week. I finished fucking Stranger Things. Finally! I mean, I, I say finally because I fucking binged it in a weekend, but finally! So, so without spoiling it, you enjoyed it as well? Season 3 was much better than season 2. I told you. Much better than season 2. A lot just, easier to watch. You just needed to get through it. Is what you need to do. I have to say that um, uh, someone's, a certain character's uh, actions and reactions about other characters in episodes one and two kind of told me that their season was going to end the way it did. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about more offline, but. Yeah. Okay. um, we'll, We'll just say that person was. Acting a little bit more out of their normal character from season one and two. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, oh, the that, that very end of that last episode. Normally. Now, the very, very end, the mid-credit scene, or the the end of that episode? No, the, the actual end of the episode. Okay, okay. Because there's two endings to that yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, I shed a tear. I think a lot of people shed a tear a little bit uh, earlier than that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> um, it was more about the 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 presence of the epi- of the ending and some of the feeling behind it. I think the the letter um, itself was caught. You know, was the, the, the uh, letter was the thing that got me right course the letter was the one that got a lot of people um so overall didn't feel like a cheap grab at your nostalgia oh hell no but i knew that halfway through season one the it's like i said well like it's just it's hard to ignore it like i said for me season two was just kind of a slog because the first like three episodes basically the first really (laughs) It only really moves at the same pace as the first season for the last three episodes. Well, I'm the, the my first, only complaint the about first the first five episodes are really slow compared to this is both the complaint one. and some praise at the same time. The only real issue I have with the whole thing is 
when me and her got to season three, it only had eight episodes, and we had gotten through five of them, and it felt like there was a lot of buildup going on, and then it just like all goes at 90 miles an hour for three episodes, and it like yeah. all went together so fast. That, I was like, wait, what? It's over? Yeah. yeah. Like, it yeah. felt like I that, watched a, that happened. a movie, and it was done. Um, it resolves itself then, way quicker than I expected. And then, I'll be honest, the first couple episodes of season three were kind of the same thing, but then it really kicked into gear. Um, I got the movie, I got to the movie and I went, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yep. yep. Um, but I gotta say, those two characters getting the truth serum and the way they oh. acted afterwards. <laughs> yes. That was uh, that was pretty great. They were so fucking high. That was, it was pretty great. <laughs> no, it's worn the Ru- off. The Russians knew how to mix their drugs. <laughs> no, it's back again. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a little, a little bit still left in the system. Uh, it was uh, it's it's a yeah. it's a good season. I, I mean, everything about the. Um, Everything about the the mall and the whole setup for it, like yeah. the the the, I mean everything about that was essentially what happened, right? In you know in the eighties with the you know with the prevalence of malls and the you know the yeah. the loss well, of the local the, stores and things like that. He, I mean, here would be here would be the one thing I'd say is kind of disappointing about season three. Uh, a disappointing point about season three over season two. Yeah. And that is, you know, season two, they bring in, um, uh, they bring in, uh, Sean William Scott or, uh, sh- <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, not I even can't. the same. No. Right. Not the Sean Austin. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sean Austin. Okay. Very different um, than Sean Williams. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stifler versus a Hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> Stifler versus Samwise. Um, they bring in Sean Austin, right? He's a he's actually a major character for that season all the way through. Even the guy f- uh, from uh, Mad About You, uh, Paul Reiser. They bring him in. He's a major character for the the entirety of season two. I'm getting into actors' names, and I'm just <laughs> glossing right over me. The okay. boyfriend and the doc and the head doctor. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but then they bring in Carrie Ulis for this season as the mayor, and he's kind of like, for the most part, he's a punchline for for a couple episodes, and that's like it. Uh, a, a literal punchline. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> very literally. <laughs> they also have, uh, what's his name, uh, Busey, Busey's younger Busey. Yeah, yeah. Mini Busey, which looks incredibly a lot like his dad to an almost insane degree. I don't know. I, it makes it well, feel more 80s because Jake Busey's in it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I Even though think, it's like, you know, he's 30 years his right. father senior. He or, also... Or junior, you know. He also looked like he put on quite a bit of weight for that role. I think that some of that was intentional, to be honest. I, he just his mannerisms like he is he is his dad in that plus he kind of had the crazy long blonde hair thing going they just for the for the it's thing, just crazy so. how much he looks like his dad at, at least in stranger things yeah I'm i sure, started like, say you give him wait, a buzz cut he still looks wildly different than his dad i think it was the long the longer hair kind of pulled it together okay but 
I love what happened. I love what happened to that character, though. <laughs> right, like, and I don't want to get too far into season or spoiler territory because yeah. it should be experienced if you're. It should be. I feel like that's. Uh, they did an incredible job. They, with it. they did. The the they bad did. guys on both sides. It's definitely worth it because, of course, there's there's always two fights with the you know with Stranger Things. Right. There's always two battles going on. Right. There's always the monster. And the humans. Right. And it's always the kids versus the monster, which blows my fucking mind. But Yeah, but one of the kids has a superpower. But, but I mean, it's not like the fucking, you know, adults are completely oblivious to the monster. It's that now, the adults went granted, and did the fucking, if, like, if you really, shit. If you really think about it, um, when it comes right down to it, in all, th- in all three seasons, the adults are really the ones that actually beat the monster kind of the the most the most that the kids and the superpower did was really kind of delay it delay it yeah delay it or you know or trap it or do something um you know but i mean what what could you do versus that i mean seriously i mean the fireworks the fireworks were beautiful like a stroke of genius yeah but you know, it was like everything about the whole that whole fight. The the you know the now the that, fact that they actually made that fight span a couple of episodes, right? That was pretty good. Really, kind of blew me away because they hadn't really done that before. The um the 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 thing is is they did a much better job with the monster and making the monster be. Um, a, incredibly ominous instead right. of just being a, a, a shadowy figure that, you know, that's yeah. like, you know, the woods boogeyman instead but of granted, that. They could in this season because of everything that had been set up in the previous two, I guess. Yeah. But I, th- I think we're verging in a place where we need to move on. Yeah. The, well, I can't yeah, really I'm say much more about that. So, yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it's definitely watch worth watching all the way through. If you if you hit season two and hit slog and stopped, go back, watch it all. Yes. Before we move forward into games, Rusty, did you have anything else to share? I mean, outside of a fucking the toilet, toilet seat. seat. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you, you had something about selfies. Uh I, I did. I um I did actually pick up. So thing is, you you'd said that you were getting glasses or had to get new glasses, uh, and I'm looking at the possibility of having to get glasses. Uh, I've got a doctor I can recommend. Well, it's gonna be like, yeah. So, I, mean, I my my right eye is starting to actually not be right. I it could get. be the cause of uh, some of your migraines too, honestly. And and that's kind of the thing. So I was looking at uh, at going, getting diagnosed to get what my prescription will be. It's only my right eye that's that's affected. So you could have a monocle. So yeah, I could put a monocle in and be like, yeah. <laughs> in XCOM, you have a monocle. Well, I mean, I'm gonna need it to you know shoot some alien aliens. brains. You always have an eye patch or a monocle for some reason. Sweet. And then uh, it's because the eye patch. Patch created a crease in the forehead. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucker. Anyway, um, yeah. So I was looking at all the different things that I could do, uh, 
because I've never never had a fucking set of glasses. I wear sunglasses, of course, but I, I'm gonna have to wear actual glasses. And I was looking, okay, I'm 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 a techie, I and I work at night. Do I really need transitions if I work at night? Probably not. Um, but I'll tell you, the ninety dollars you spend for it is super worth it. But I was looking at what kind of transitions lenses I could get that were also blue light blocker lenses. Uh, and I found a website and it allows you to do uh, virtual try-ons. <laughs> so I if don't, you, to, if you wait till after the show, there's another website that'll send you five frames a week to try and send back for free shipping till you pick out the frames you want. Mm, okay. Which might be good for a night owl like you, who doesn't want to go into a, a store. I, I am, I am a, I'm going to have one set of frames and that'll be fine with me. I just need to have, the right set of frames. I don't need the the f- fucking clear bullshit that you, you got. That's weird. Anyway, this is what I look like with glasses on. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and I and I went with the fucking you know f- like the the just the bar frame. Yeah. So this is this is kind of what I'm looking at. You want a yellow tint? Well, the blue light blocker is, is going to be. It's a crystal. Uh, you know, the it's a clear tint, but it's going to have a little bit of yellow in it because that's what blocks the blue light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it transitions. So, you yeah. know, it'll be... I mean, there are some clear blue blockers, but it's only like 30% instead of the 60 to 70%. Well, so it goes... Right. Uh, the, the blue light blocking goes from 30 to 60 with the transition based on the amount of light that's yeah. in there. So uh, it'll get darker and more, and it'll block more blue light based on how bright everything is. Uh, I'm not, uh, it's a, tr- it's a, it, I'm going to try it, you know, but. You'll like it. You know, the, the thing is, is I, I look at monitors every fucking day of the week. Mm-hmm. And I also need to have something that I can see with. Even though I don't need a prescription, I've been thinking about it just to save myself from having to get one. Oh, the anytime soon. Just like gamer glasses. Yeah, but not not quite that much. I do want I do want to get uh, something that's a little bit more clear, not so yellow. Well, the gamer glasses um, come in the clear. Yeah, so they'll they'll block thirty, yeah. you know, thirty percent instead of you know yeah. the normal sixty or ninety or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Those turn into like you're looking through a fucking jar of pee. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty bad. Um. It can be. I mean, I already have a pair of the yellow tinted, and the main problem there is that can end up after a full day uh-huh. looking through the yellow tint the entire day can almost cause as much issues as not wearing them at all. Well, that's why I was looking um, at the at the clear, but I'm, yeah. I know I'm going to at least have to have a prescription for one eye, you know, and I'm not going to fucking wear a monocle. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's you? Oh, God. Wait. So you did, did this. Oh, my God. You're I did do it. So, so that, that's, that's the other dumb. thing I wanted to fucking You're do. You're so dumb. Okay. So if, if you've I been refused. on fucking face, you know, Facebook or any social media for the last fucking week and a half or so, you've probably seen FaceApp uh, where people are What's making themselves fucking that- older. I didn't even have to install the fucking app. Somebody he just took his work, picture. Somebody all at work already had it, so they just took my fucking picture and did it. 
Oh and my then God. sent me the picture. So, so it's basically, beautiful. you know, the the whole face app thing it blew up. It's been a, it's been out for a while. I, I've seen it so before. I just called it Scary Santa, right? I, I mean, that's pretty much what it uh, is. You fucking scary Santa. But wait, Mine doesn't wait. even look that much. The the same picture aged twice. I call it Santa post nuclear apocalypse. Oh Jesus! Wow, <laughs> you look fucking rough. I, yeah. <laughs> He's seen some shit. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Fallout Santa. Yeah. He's got like a fucking dry eye patch or dry fucking skin patch over one of his fucking eyes. And it looks like he's maybe, you know, seen a couple bombs drop or some right. fucking ghoul. Uh, <laughs> Santa but, ghoul. Yeah. So this, this thing's been flying around the fucking internet and people have been taking their fucking selfies and, and, and making them older or younger the younger ones look fucking weird but the right. the older ones you know it's a fairly decent face transition but what comes what it comes down to is that's the fucking it, the developer is a is a russian yeah it, and and the servers are based in russia yeah and and they're not the they're not necessarily on the best speaking terms with the united states at the moment um, you know, so that made this little fucking app that blew up on fucking social media become a fucking national security risk and possible identity theft risk. Consider this. You are sending a good photo because it only really works well on good photos. You're sending a good photo of your face to a Russian server where you don't know what happens to it, and you're signing it away with the fucking terms of service, because the terms of service, if you actually read it, is fairly fucking scary. They could use it for whatever the fuck they want. Even though the app developers said that most of those photos, or those photos only stay live on the server for about 48 hours before they get deleted. Yeah, bullshit. Um, yeah. Consider this from a fucking computer standpoint. I'm, you know, I dabble a little bit in in security, right? What's the newest fucking version of uh, of being able to open your computer up and log in? Mm-hmm. It uses your fucking face. Windows Hello uses your fucking face, uh, and, and I think there's an Apple product that also uses your face. And it's already been fucking proven that you can fool that with a picture. You are sending off your login for, you know, for your computer to a Russian server is essentially what it comes down to. You know, and I looked at that and I'm like, oh, hell no. And and the idea that somebody would have a, po- a photo of me and then run it through that and then fucking, you know, give me a picture of it just means that somebody else just took my password and sent it to fucking Russia for me. I don't even have to have, I don't even have a say, which would drive me up the fucking wall if I got a picture like that. Now, here's the thing, I will fully admit, I'd never heard of any of this before until after they took the fucking picture, sent it to me, and I went, oh, what's FaceApp? And then I start looking around at it, and I'm like, I'd have beat that fucker you, up. You just sent my fucking picture to Russia. Yeah. I mean, like, you just fucking basically, I'm I'm now going to need reconstructive surgery. I'm going to need to face 
off. <laughs> You're dumb. Which is a bad Nicolas Cage, John Travolta movie reference. It's... Face off. <laughs> oh my god, that movie sucks so bad that it's it's a meme. Um, <laughs> it does suck bad. But yeah, I I avoided that fucking app like the plague, dude. It was. Not something I wanted to get into at all. Um, fucking, come on! Oh my gosh! Stutter? Yeah, I can't. I can't even look at my phone without it fucking auto playing. Thanks, Facebook. Fucking dick faces. Right. Um. So I kind of want to move on a little bit. Yeah, please. As we go along, um, I finally finished my fourth campaign of BattleTech. But I finished the, the uh, what do you call it? Let me look at it. What I, Flashpoint. Finally finished a Flashpoint. You finally finished one. And earned a very average rating, and I was depressed. An average rating? Yeah. After all that work I put into it, average. Well, um, you fucking, like... 1,200 days, average. I mean, it's all going to average out. I mean, that's a long ass fucking campaign. It's about it's been about thirty five hours probably in that campaign with the flashpoint. Over the course of about two months off and on. Um no, yeah, almost two months. Because I started right when they dropped Urban Warfare last month. So about seven weeks is what it took me off and on a few hours a night or a week sometimes when I was in something else. Overall pretty fun, still satisfying. Uh on the verge of downloading Rogue Tech again until I realized I need to play something else. Yeah. Have you played any more Battletech? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, so I'm kind of in a rotation of things. Rotations are good because it doesn't feel like you get stuck. Right. You know, and I've got a few things that you know that I'm going to talk about, but uh, I've been kind of in a rotation. That and this week's been really rough on me. It's, it's my. It was my long week. I had to. Work right. one of my days off. I, I've been playing stuff that I can pick up and put down a lot. And for that, I know Don't Starve doesn't quite fit that, but I played a little <laughs> bit more. I'll say, I think I said it last week, Hamlet is really fucking hard. And I haven't gotten the rhythm down, so I decided to go back to regular Don't Starve. Mm-hmm. And promptly already hit like 21 days because I knew what I was doing. Right. Um, and then felt good about myself and my ability to play that game. Uh, as right, I... So- so understood the mechanics is, of it again. I I just start. So what you <laughs> what you're saying is you had go back to the original. Don't starve to feel good about yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. Because Hamlet beat you the fuck up. Yes. Well, so here's a here's a big difference. And if you've played a lot of Don't Starve, and I've played a lot of Don't Starve, um, the big thing with that game is you collect flint, and then you collect grass, and you collect sticks, right? And then sticks plus flint equals axe, which means wood, and wood means campfire. So you can cook the base food that you've collected, and then you've got to light a few trees on fire and then collect coal to make yourself a crock pot so you can start making recipes and start being sustaining. And with the base game, the flint's all over the map in the green areas where it's basically the starter area so it's easy to get started and you can pick grass well it requires a machete which requires three flint and sticks in order to get rolling with the other ones you find a machete when you start in hamlet and then it expects you to find ways to make money to trade for some of the items that you need to collect other items 
So getting that rhythm down and finding the Hamlet initially is kind of the first goal, and you get your ass handed to you because you can't make any weapons right off the bat without finding Flint, and to find Flint, you need to go into the caves. So I, I, it's not based on Star Wars. I'm actually playing Reign of Giants, which sounds crazy because to me that was fairly hard, but I feel very successful in Reign of Giants. So I really understand the mechanics. So understanding that I'm not horrible at the game still, I may go back at some point and play more of it. But um, I want to talk card battlers for a little bit because oh. we both played some card battlers. Yes, we did. I'm going to run through a little bit of Blood Card. Blood Card. Um, and I have not looked at Blood Card. Right. So I really like Slay the Spire, and you've got that on your list, so we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute. Here's where Blood Card's way different. So your health pool of Blood Card is the amount of cards in your draw pile. Oh, wow. Okay. So you find a rhythm to get cards back in your draw pile for you to keep your health. So you hit a heal card, it throws cards back in your draw pile. So it throws five cards back in your draw pile. So it really, to build up your health pool, you build up a deck. Okay. So I had read a reviews initially when I got it. I got it on the super cheap on the sale, like three ninety nine or something like that. And I was like, that's a really good price for that. And I've been yeah. looking at it for a while. It's got a cool art design and it's thought it was pretty simple, and I read some reviews after I got it. I almost did play it because of reviews. Review is like, well, your health pile is your drop pile, and immediately after like three rooms, you die. And then I realized the guy that did that just sucked ass. Um, <laughs> I posted that review, and I was like, you are an idiot. Uh, because it's got a, a huge variety of cards. I actually will say that it has more variety of cards than Slay the Spire, and you collect them much quicker. And the run is a lot quicker. So the run is really fast. Um, you either suck really bad or you don't. There's a decent amount of RNG in what you pick up because you're not really... You can pick cards out of a grouping of cards and you beat enemies, but so it'll give you... It doesn't do the map like Slay the Spire does. Mm-hmm. It says you've got 10 rooms to go in or 10 choices to make right, and then it'll say it'll basically do a roll and it'll be three chances. So those will be random events. It'll be like one or two shops, so that can be one of your events in the 10 rooms. It'll give you elites which means tougher enemies, and you get two cards from those. And then you also have regular enemies, which will give you one card. And that's how you base what you're going to do. And you can plan it. So you say, I'm really weak. I'm going to try maybe the chance or the enemies for a minute while I build up my health pool and get more cards. And then I'll jump into some of the elites and stuff like that. But the rhythm of the cards is a lot faster than Slay the Spire. Okay. The matches take a lot less time. There's cards that, as you draw cards you get equipment and some of those are equipment cards right one of the equipment cards will let you do damage every time something hits your discard pile so it'll hit one damage to all enemies okay right or in the inverse or it'll add block the block stays between rounds you basically just pass and you can save energy between turns when you pass so is which is an interesting mechanic so you can draw more cards to see if you get better cards to play basically the next round right um and then you fight a boss at the end of those 10 rounds and then that boss includes an item like two Two cards, or, you know, those can be equipment or cards or abilities or whatever. And then it's got a chest, which includes equipment cards or whatever, right? But the way the equipment is, it doesn't stay equipped. The equipment is part of your energy you cast with your cards. This is part of your deck. Okay. Which is different than Slay the Spire. There's no items and there's no... There's no relics. Right. They have relics, but they're just cards that you spend energy with. So, the basic rhythm of the game after you play it a couple times will help you understand the game a little bit better and you get like gold cards or whatever that will unlock that could be possibly part of your deck every run um you unlock different tiers of your character that involves different abilities like the other character i unlocked you she's a warlock and she uses blood magic so you have to discard cards to get energy 
So where the other one just starts off with three energy every turn. So it's wow. kind of a little bit different rhythm to that. Um, yeah. But it's it's a game that you can absolutely pick up and put down anytime. And so I played a shitload of it off and on over the last week and a half. And I've actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a very easy game to just pick up and put down if you like card battlers. <laughs> like if they put this on Switch, I think it would just sell like hotcakes. Just like Slay the Spire, which is now on Switch. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and, it's, and that is... Uh, you know, it's kind of built for that kind of thing. If I could have a handheld version of that, which I could, uh, then yeah, I'd probably have something I mean, to do. You got to pay the switch tax, right? Of course, but which is about five dollars per item, right? Right, pretty much. Like all the Nintendo ports, you pay extra. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's it's a it's a good game. Like Slay the Spires, kind of gotten you know it had a uh, had a place this week because I didn't have a whole lot of time to game this week. I, I just, you know, when you know when I was working, I only had maybe an hour or so, and Slay the Spire kind of fits right in there. If you uh, play on fast mode, uh, you can get through a run in about an hour. Uh, so I was playing a lot of that. You know, so you got to a good rhythm. You've beat it a couple times, basically. I beat it once, actually, only once, uh, and I, I kind of like cheered for myself at that point because I was, I I didn't know it was three, you know, three maps. I thought that there was more, um, but getting through the third boss, which I've gotten to the third boss a few times, um, getting through the third boss was. You know, it was actually, I'm like, oh, whoa, the heart of the spire. Fucking do some damage to it. And it says you you get, you know, you add your damage to all the other fucking damage that's been done to the fucking spire. And you get to start again. Yay. You know, victory. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I did it with the silent. Um, so I did it with the rogue character. Uh, the... Uh, the build that I had was actually really fucking great because uh, I got two relics and these two relics were basically my bread and butter for the, you know, for the setup. Uh, the one relic was every time you uh, played three cards in a round, uh, you got one dexterity. Uh, and then the other card was uh, the... Uh, you know, it looks like the 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 wrist uh, wrist blade from fucking um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, yeah. And that that uh, that relic added three damage to shivs. So I built around shivs, and I would consistently get you know a bunch of fucking shivs uh, to you know to go. Well, I also got a uh, a relic that allowed me to, you know, at rest, you know, at the campfires, I could pump up, and that would allow me to start with more strength. You know, so I had three strength at the beginning of every fucking you know combat. And like, okay, so that means you know, that means that my shivs are doing, you know, three extra. Uh, plus, I had the um, the accuracy power, which allowed it to get up to five more damage per shiv. And then I just, you know, stacked up on upgraded cloak and dagger. 
which gives you six block and two shivs if you have it upgraded. So with the extra dexterity I was getting, I was getting like 15 block from, you know, from this cloak and dagger plus two shivs. And I would consistently have a shiv because I had, uh, I had the infinite blades, you know, power that was an eight. So I would play that in the first round and I'd get shivs every round. I could consistently throw at least three zero-cost cards and get one more dexterity as I went along. It became a routine where I would throw these things and I would consistently have 30 to 45 block at the end of my turn, and all I was doing was attacks. So it was just me just throwing fucking blades left and right, 15 damage fucking free cards, and getting stupid amounts of blocks. So the uh the last boss was the fucking uh timekeeper slug. Right. Uh and the timekeeper slug was you have 12 turn, you know, 12 things you can play 12 cards before it says no, your t- your turn is done, it's my turn now. And that 12, you know, card counter is can you know is a thing that happens you know, over the course of turns. So you uh, you play nine cards, you only have three cards to play on the next turn. Well, I was consistently throwing 12 cards a turn. <laughs> I had so many fucking free cards, free energy cards, that I would throw 12 cards out, and it would say at the end when I had all of the block, and none of the energy, uh, it would say, no, it's my turn now. Well, of course, it gets more strength every time you did that. And, uh, you know, so it was ramping up its damage, but I was also ramping up my block. And I was like, this is this has got a really good rhythm to it. I like this rhythm. I tried poisons and it didn't work. The shiv build is perfect, as long as you get the right relics. Um, so I was able to beat it. Uh, and, and I felt really good about it. And because I felt really good about beating it, I stopped. <laughs> I said, that was the run. That is that is what I want to do. Uh, so I said, fuck it. That, that is, that, my gosh, that dog really wants in. Just let it go. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lola the Wonder Dog is fucking. You know, I was like, "What is stop that noise?" Chewing on the cable, get yeah, idiot. Um, yeah. So I, I had. Uh, <laughs> she comes in like a wrecking ball. She does. Uh, <laughs> Come here. So, uh, so yeah, I had a, a fairly decent time with uh, you know with uh, Slay the Spire, and it does fit that one hour play session situation where you only have an hour you want to get through something to completion. You know, so the Spire definitely fits that bill. I'm going to have to look at blood card though. Uh, that seems like a, uh, interesting, um, interesting. I mean, you have battler. a shared library with me, right? Yeah. Might as well just try it when I'm sleeping. Uh, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> uh, I tried a few games that, you know, that you have that, uh, that I wanted to give a go, uh, you know, like, you know, Frostpunk. I, I don't like that game. 
he's not here to defend it. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just say I don't like that game at all. Right. That game does not that does not fit me. <laughs> I I want you know on my uh, uh, on my strategy games I I want to feel like I've got things under control and you never have things under control in Fro- you know Frostpunk. Yeah. There's yeah. always something happening that's bad. Yeah. You know and. Every time that you feel like you've got things under control, it fucking, like, gives you a goddamn whammy. And that just drives me up the fucking wall. I want control. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, um, I, I said, you know what? Fuck it. This is, you know, I, I beat my, you know, uh, my gameplay of, uh, Slate the Spire, uh, probably go back to it. I still have the mage or the fucking whatever the fuck it is, the third character to play with. Um, but I I decided that it's it's time to, you know, to look at other things. Uh, and I've been kind of playing through, uh, uh, kind of playing through Near Automata. You know, I started last week uh, and I said, fuck it. You know, I'm going to I'm going to actually beat this game. Cause I haven't, uh, right. and uh, I I just kind of sat down and I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking play this game, and I'm going to see what it's like." Uh, and got through uh, most of the story. Uh, so most of the story content for uh, uh, for Near Automata on the first playthrough, I got through most of it. Um, I was able to, uh, you know, to really get through, um, a decent amount of the, you know, the, uh, side quests, uh, and got through the, you know, the main story. And I gotta tell you the, you know, some of the bosses there, you know, the, the sets that they do, the world doesn't look great. Um, but the set pieces that they do for the bosses, like the, you know, the big Leviathan boss at the, you know, near the end. Uh, and the, uh, the final, uh, when you, when you finally, uh, fight Eve, um, that was a pretty, you know, pretty epic battle. Uh, but yeah, I, I got through, uh, route a in, uh, near automata, which is the first playthrough. Um, and, uh, then I, you know, it says right at the end of that, you know, of the game, it says, hey, you know, we at Square, you know, cons- you know, consider this game not quite done until you've played it three times. Uh, so you should probably play through it a third time or second and third time. And um, I uh, I started up a uh, new game plus with uh, with it. And now that has you playing as 9S, which is uh, the scout slash hacker uh, android. And the gameplay is way different because you don't have a heavy attack anymore. Uh, right. You, you have the hacking minigame. Um, and I think I'm going to play through, uh, I'm going to play through the 9S story. And I think, you know, there's a third story. So I have a feeling like I know what, you know, what the third character is going to be. Uh, but I'm interested in seeing the story all the way through. It is a square game, so uh, the story is going to be decent, you know, fairly decent. I'm hoping. Lolo's over there, just loving it. You got 
Lola, do you have any comments? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any more Sorry comments? Yeah. <laughs> Lolo the Wonder Dog, everyone. Uh, so yeah, that's that. That was the you know the the two games that I really kind of sunk myself into. Uh, I really I, I beat, uh, you know, the first playthrough of Near Automata this morning, and I sunk like nine hours straight into it on my first day off. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing but play games. <laughs> I was going to say, I started a game that I intend to play a little bit more of, even though it's an early access. I'll, I'll speak more on Grifflands for just a second. Um, there's a lot of iterations of that coming out soon, so I'm just kind of on the verge of just letting it go until I see more content from it. Because mm -hmm. right now it's a, it's pretty repetitive. I'm just going to say that. And I'm just being honest, I'm not a total Clay, Clay fanboy. But um, their other game, uh, um, Oxygen Not Included or Oni, is due to come out some point this month, and the month isn't over yet. But it is right. actually the 1.0 release due to come out, and I'm pretty excited about that. It's a kind of game I can play with Lola the Wonder Dog around. It's a game that me and Jessica can sit and goof off and talk while I'm playing because it's kind of one of those you know management games. Right. So that's something I'm kind of anticipating playing. I've kicked it up a couple times to see if it was released and then just promptly put it right back down because it's so close to final release that I don't want to get into a campaign and then be like, oh, and now the 1.0 release has come out. So I just kind of put it off to the side. Um, Iridus Lord of the Dead is basically and Jason, drumroll. Oh, that was weak. Terrible. It was. Uh, what's that game, that, that roguelike game that you like a lot? That you've played hours and hours and hours more of me, more than I have of. Come on. Into oh. the Breach? No. No, Wait. before that. Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically Darkest Dungeon. Oh, okay. Um, and the way that it plays out is that it's, you basically, um, you basically are the Dark Lord of the dungeon. And you are fighting off the human invaders. The other side of Darkest Dungeon. Basically, yeah. So you're the monsters. Yes. And you, it's pretty hard. I need to figure out what the rhythm is. I haven't quite figured that out yet. But there's a lot more abilities. So every different spot in the lineup, because it does the four-person lineup like mm -hmm. Darkest Dungeon does. The graphics are a little bit more, car I don't know, cartoony is the right word. They're more three-dimensional, but less detailed, I guess. Okay. Um, and a little bit cornier, I think, in a way, even though there are a lot of like, you know, like wraiths and banshees and stuff like that. Um, you have more abilities. So you have six abilities. You have three, then they're all position-based, right? And they all do position-based effects. And it's based on where your character's shuffled in the in the row. I haven't quite figured out how to get people around the row very well yet because I'm not real familiar with the, the abilities. But um, suffice to say, the lineup that I like right now is Spectre, Zombie, in this order, Spectre, Zombie, um, Hellion, which is like a an Amazon archer, but undead. Okay. And uh, Dark Knight is what I like the best. And then I'll swap out the archer for a skeleton because he's pretty disposable. But basically you do different abilities and then you got a mana pool that you can use for the Dark Lord's abilities. 
So that could be like rain a status effect on the enemy, and then you'll slowly charge up mana as you go. Um, you also have another bar that's going on right now. It's like a rage bar. So every time you do an attack or get attacked, that little rage bar fills up. Mm -hmm. And that rage bar lets you use a special with each of the characters. Some of those characters have like a pierce attack that does everything. Man, Lola, you're just excited, aren't you? Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have your toy. <laughs> All right. Let's see how long she stays up here. She's not as compact as she used to be. No. The legs have gotten long. And she's wiggly. She's wiggly. Very wiggly. Nope. Down again. Yep. Like a toddler. <laughs> uh, hold on just a second. Uh, where's my shoes? Right there. <laughs> That's an important to... thing. When you're in a room with and you take off your shoes, the, the dog goes for the shoes. Oh. Uh, okay. Good to know. Um, anyways, so... The, the rhythm of the game plays out kind of like Darkest Dungeon that you go into a map that's always going on. And there are different, like, there'll be different events that you'll hit, and you can see if it's an event or a fight. And then as, you're, as you defeat creatures, you take their body parts and you use that to make more creatures. And you've got different tiers that you unlock on each of these creatures. So, like, my skeleton has, like, so many levels plus itemization that you can add to it. Um, you have... Um, different levels of creatures you can create. You can combine body parts together to make stronger body parts, basically. So combine some bones and a brain and, like, some magic dust and something else together creates one of these creatures. Okay. Um, narration's pretty cheesy, but it does have narration. Um, there is a stress damage and a health damage attack, and they are completely separate from each other. So some of the creatures do stress damage, and some of them can have interchangeable stress or health damage. Kind of like madness. Yeah, and so the madness will make them miss more, or like you may drive them completely mad, they'll just exit. Uh, I don't think you get body parts when they just exit, though. So it's kind of a mix of how you balance that together as you're fighting. But overall, I can't recommend it yet because I don't have enough of an impression yet. I don't understand the rhythm yet or understand. It seems fairly difficult, as in that I can't get past about three or four rooms before I have complete party wipe. So I need to figure out what the rhythm is and how to heal my characters and how to swap things around so that I can stay alive a little bit longer and figure out that. That's pretty much the same way as Darkest Dungeon, though. I mean, you only did one real real run with, you know, with your starting characters and then uh, then they come back and they're fucking, like, broken and fucking mad and they end up with a negative status effect of some There's sort. There's parts of Darkest Dungeon because I think it's a... You know, it's a much longer developed game and a little bit more polished game um, that are definitely tighter on mechanics, but there's just enough interesting, and there's nothing else like Darkest Dungeon except for Iridus Lord of the Dead um, that I've seen out there. So if you're itching for something new that is Darkest Dungeon-like, um, I would su I can't suggest giving it a shot yet because I don't know. Yeah. But I will tell you, I watch some streams or whatever. Uh, it's one of the top-selling games on Steam right now because I think people are hungry for that kind of game. Um, but pretty cool so far. I'll just, I'll just kind of keep reporting on it. It's got a short enough time on it that I can play it in little chunks until I get better at it. So, yeah. And of course, if it's, you know, if it's still early access, it'll probably get polished and balanced a little bit. Oh yeah. It's in super early access. This was the first iteration of it. So we'll just right. see what happens with it. Yeah, a lot of those games really do require some balance. Um, I, don't, I don't mind playing early access roguelite because it's going to keep changing, right? And it's right. something that you're not stuck to a certain campaign. 
Right. And I played a lot of early access Darkest Dungeon when it came out. I mean, I've been playing that game off and on for like three or four years. Right. Yeah, it's not a game that I, I can never, actually play. Never actually beat it. It's really fucking hard. Yeah, I, I, it's not a game that I can play. It's one of the problems that I was I was describing to Jason is like I, I when I like uh, what I find more uh, fun to me is being able to actually control the situation, and where Darkest Dungeon you know throws the random element of you know of you know, having to manage your fucking, uh, your character's levels and how mad they are, uh, and how what their negative status effects are, you end up with a really good group, but that group has got so many negatives going on with it that you really can't go very far with it. So you have to run a lot of groups up and then cherry pick the ones that are just the least broken, uh, to make your final run. And, to me, that's not fun. You know, it's not the kind of gameplay loop that I want. Right. You know, I want, you know, uh, if it's a roguelike, I would like to see a steady progression of something that I have a lot of control over. Um, where, like, I I always go back to Rogue Legacy is that, because, sure, it's random as to what kind of hero that you end up with, but you know at the beginning of that 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 hero is only going to last for you know, so long, you know, you end up with the, um, you know, the one that, you know, gets more gold from, you know, from monsters. And then you just go and that's your goal is just to gather as much gold as you possibly can. Thanks for that. Um, I didn't realize you still had your ringer on. Well, it does. I don't turn it. You're on the contact list, Dick. Uh, so, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but thanks for reminding me. Um, uh, I'll tell you later. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, Rogue Legacy really kind of you know f- fit perfectly for me uh, as far as a, a as a roguelite is going uh, going. Right. But, you know, I, when I uh, when I sit down to play a game. Like even you know even Slay the Spire, which is you know, in, in its, it, you start off with the same character, but you always uh, you always end up with a different you know different deck every time. You build it based off of what, um, what relics you can get. Uh, there's there's still times where I just fucking abandon the run halfway through because I'm I'm not getting the right relics or I'm not getting the right cards or whatever. You know, so it gives me a little more control over that. Um, okay. So do we have anything else to go over game-wise? Yeah, I, I have one more. Jason hasn't really gone, really. So, yeah. Uh, well, Jason. I mean, most of what I did really uh, was uh, um, go over uh, the new content in the division. Oh, yeah? Uh, I haven't been through all of it, but I've... Uh, Played the new story story mission so far, um, and I gotta say they are, um, yeah. they are cha- challenging, but they're not punishing. Okay, um, so they they actually feel more, uh, more challenging than the, um, than the invaded versions of the. 
of the original missions. Okay, that, I mean, that's still, I mean, the Black Tusker are fucking, they're, they're nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. They've got some, uh, they got some bullshit tactics. <laughs> they do. Um, but I guess I, as I was playing through these, uh, I had to uh, respawn at checkpoint a whole lot more than usual. Oh, wow. Um, three to four times per mission. Oh, wow. So they are actually, you know, geared a little more towards, you know, having a fairly decent having, set of gear. Uh, and... Having a, should we say, a extended or in-game feel to them. Okay. Per se. Cool. Cool. I mean, it, it really needed to, you know, some of the uh, the end game stuff, with the exception of the raid, I'm yeah. sure, but some of the end game stuff still felt to me like I could run through it fairly easily. Yeah. Um, they also added a new mechanic now where uh, different areas or different strongholds on the map will get reinvaded. Okay. Well, that's that's nice because um, you ended up having to wait a whole yeah. week. So now you actually uh, uh, rerun them um, for new rewards. Oh, cool! And then rerun the title basin. So good because so they just kind of build up over the week. Mm-hmm. Sweet, you know, or over your play session or yeah. whatever, you know. So it, it gives you a little bit more. Um, walk much and uh, <laughs> again they also increase the the difficulty on those well that's fine um, i mean that, change, that's changed uh some of the spawn points etc so it's not completely the same run you did before okay i mean one of the things that I, that i wrote uh, read about because i haven't really played a much division but i have been keeping up on its news and you know and things uh, is that they're focusing more on the PVE than they are the PVP because they already understand that the you know, that the dark zones are really kind of a niche thing and you know most of the people are playing for PVE uh, and that's controversial. I'm sure that somebody out there is gonna you know say no, I play for the dark zone. Well, that's fine. You know, you might not even sound like that. Uh, it's just they're uh, they're doing more to uh to um change like skills and skill builds and you know adding more pve content and you know and, and things of that nature uh, and that's really you know sure it is a shooting gallery game you know and it very literally can be considered that cons- you know because of the enemies and how they spawn and how they you know how they move around um it is a shooting gallery game, but you want to have it as, you know, as interesting as possible with as many changes as you can possibly throw in there uh, with, you know, and give the players the ability to kind of build how they want to. And they haven't really been able to build how they want to because skill build sucked so hard. Yep. Um you know, and I read just recently that there was uh, uh, some changes to skills to make them way more powerful uh, and way more useful. Yes. Uh, you know, and that coupled with the changes that they put in about a month or two ago with, uh, you know, with the skill mods and how the skill mods work. 
um that's starting to uh you know to make skill builds way more viable uh and way more useful uh you know in in that game and really the skills are what defines you know a you know a, a division agent you know those are the things that get all the flashy fucking news on you know if you watch the trailers you're watching them not just shoot a weapon there you're watching them use the skill abilities like the fucking rolling mine and the fucking drones and shit like that you see them yep. do that but if you was to play the game just a week or so after fucking release you saw that almost nobody used anything more than the fucking uh the 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 fucking healing gel and that's pretty much it there was the healing gel and maybe a, you'll see a turret uh, every once in a while i used i've used the hive and the turret almost exclusively you know, the fucking you know the revive hive the healing gel was basically the standard the kit. revive hive and the and the assault turret are basically what i've rolled in I, fact but you're right as far as the skills go i mean since uh since I started playing the game and even with that month I didn't play the division I am still in the top 5% all division players that's across all the platforms according to uh uh, uh the, the the tracking website the tracking website um Top five percent skill kills. Well, I mean, because almost nobody's been using them to kill. Right. Well, they've been using their guns. But here's my thing: I've always used the assault turret. I did in the first game, and I have in this game to cover my flank. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what I started with. But I I use it to keep one one side suppressed. While I kill everything over here, and then I move over here, right? Mm-hmm. Or it suppresses while I follow the, while I follow the big enemy and kill them first, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, it's you know the 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 thing is is that game is still changing. It's still you know still adding you know new shit. Uh, and the uh, the episode release that they just just did, I think it's uh, is it coming out next week for those that don't have the uh, the uh, first yes. year pass. So people who have the first year pass already have access to these uh, these new missions. Uh, of course, Jason has that. Uh, I do, yeah. but uh, I'm not gonna pick up Division Two right away. Um, cause I'm basically going to have to put another 40 hours of fucking grinding in to actually get that, you know, get up to, you know, to speed. Um, what the, uh, you know, so you'll be able to, you know, to experience this if you don't have the first year pass, which, you know, take it or leave it. That's really, you know, all you get with the uh, first year pass is just early access shit. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> so, um, not, not the greatest of first year you know, or season pass, you know, type things, but I think season pass really needs to go away. Well, and honestly, they said that all the actual content was going to be free anyway, so I think right. that's the reason it was designed that way. Yeah, so really, it's just the fear of missing out again is, is what's the only thing that really sells that, and I think that the uh, sales for the, you know, the uh, 
season pass would go downhill to uh, to a point of nil uh, after the first uh, first and second episodes are uh, are released. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully they don't do any more of those season passes because goddamn, it's worthless. Right. You know, so that's that's what you know. Is that the game that you were you know? You focused on this week? That's pretty much all I had time to focus on this week. I tried to get into uh, uh, the game Justin gifted me the other day, but I just didn't find the time. Risk of Rain 2? Yeah. Yeah, and if you ever want to play at the same time, then I've heard that game in co-op is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the the last thing here before we go a break here is... Um, uh, I have, uh, this is the lull. This, there isn't a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of game that I'm really interested in. Sure, uh, Wolfenstein, you know, Youngbloods is actually, you know, released now, but I, I've, I'm going to let it sit for a bit. I, I need to see, I, I, what I've saw of it so far, it doesn't, doesn't play like Wolfenstein. It plays I've already like, read a lot of pre-release stuff, but I don't want to spread the vitriol. There's not a lot of love for it right now, and then the uh, the VR spinoff game right now on PC at least is getting like overwhelmingly negative reviews because of the field of view and the length of the game. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I didn't even hear about the v, you know VR thing, but I've the big complaint in VR is runs like shit even on a 2080 with NVMe <laughs> and an i9. Of course. Um, right, so that person posted right, like maybe the settings are all fucked up, and what he's maybe he's running it in like six times super sampling. Who knows? Right, but people are saying that it feels like beyond ten feet or fifteen feet, you can't see anything because it blurs everything out, and the graphics are kind of rough, and that the actual field of view is a little bit nauseating. So nice. Again, it could be this is my first entry into VR because now Wolfenstein is, and that's now I'm playing, but um, we know there are a lot of good VR titles out there, and yeah. right now they they don't typically get this kind of review right so i'm wondering if there's some bugs or something to iron out i'm just gonna i'm gonna sit on my haunches and I'm wait till it comes out in game pass yeah it's <laughs> it's um and then the vr title i'll just wait for a sale and see if it's been improved yeah i i haven't really you know i saw somebody play it uh for the first like level or two of it uh it is really kind of uh geared more towards having a decent co-op experience which you know, there's the a biggest turnoff of... I heard real quickly, and that could be fixed. But uh-huh. it said there's no pause. There is no pause, and I don't, I can't. You see what I'm dealing with right now right. with this dog who just needs. She has a case to choose. Well, the that's the thing. I mean, I was watching streamers actually. Uh, there's a few streamers that actually got had uh, their hands on the game uh, early, uh, and they were trying to, you know, read some of the lore because, you know, you get these little laptops that, you know, that has lore uh, associated with it. And as they're reading the, you know, the, you know, the laptops, you know, aloud so that people who are listening could actually hear, you know, you know, get into it as well. Uh, they were getting shot at and killed, you know, and uh, they're, they're like, there's no pause. You know, even if they go into a menu to make some changes or try to go to the bathroom or whatnot, there's no pause. And, and they're like, this is not right. And most of them were playing with an AI character. You know, if you have an AI character, you should be able to pause the game. You know, because 
you know, you're not waiting on somebody else. Even with an AI character, shit, I remember fucking Dota had a pause. Sure, it wasn't very long, and sure, people were using it to troll people, but still, that game is a fucking MOBA, and it has a pause. You know? Uh, there's no reason to not, have, not to have a fucking pause in the game, you know, honestly. Right. Um, that's just one of the, you know, one of the things that I noticed. The other thing was that it was kind of RPG-ish and, you know, had to do with fucking, like, levels and skills and, you know, and things like that, which is fine, I guess, and set bonuses. And it just doesn't feel like Wolfenstein at that point. It's like if you was to add fucking, like, you know, XP to Doom, you know, you start... Like, getting experience points for fucking, uh, and I know that the online version of Doom gives you experience points. I'm not talking about online. I'm talking about fucking, you know, the, the base game. You, you, you're starting to muddy the waters here. You want to, you know, get a good shooter that has a good story and decent experience to it. You know, you're adding a bunch of extra systems that don't need to be there. Right. You know. So I, I'm going to let that fucking sit, you know, but I, I was watching, you know, watching a bunch of shit over the, you know, over the course of the last week. I spent a lot of time on YouTube because that's all I had time for. Um, and um, you guys are going to hate me. Because I'm thinking about picking up Warframe again. Of course. Thinking about got a new expansion. So Warframe is so Tenocon just happened not too long ago. Um, Tenocon was you know is kind of like the you know digital extremes you know that's not little anymore. Uh, but it's their big convention that they you know they provide you know you know sneak peeks into how they make things and you know it's all Warframe themed. Uh, and they released a few, uh, a few tidbits and about 30, 45 minutes worth of fucking gameplay for, uh, for Empyrean, which is the new expansion that they'll be putting out for free for Warframe. That includes space battles, uh, and not just Arcwing space battles, but you are in command of a ship with three other people. And you are taking on capital ships and you have not only a full ship to customize with different weapons and power and shields and engines and shit like that. But the three other people, you, you know, you and three other people are, you know, are exiting the ship, going to other ships and, you know, performing objectives, including commandeering the enemy ship and you know using it to ram shit or using its weapons or you know to get thing through things i touched upon this a little bit you know in a previous episode uh where the, where tenocon was you know i saw some of the Temo, Ten, tenocon shit but didn't really dive deep into it what i saw s- starting to think make me think that i should probably get back into the game um well, I mean, some of the new content does look really interesting. It's fucking beautiful. They're doing some really great shit with, uh, with you know, with the lighting textures and 
they're updating the engine so that the you know so that things look great. You know, for a free to play game, this game has always looked really good for free to play. This is you know, it is now pushing the limits of what you know a uh, you know a really damn good PC could put out. Uh, still is playable on a potato if you turn down all the settings, but uh, that's going to go away soon. You know the um, yeah. the new engine is going to start requiring more and more you know graphics power to be able to actually play the game, which is fine. I mean most you know most gamers who are into gaming will have a fairly decent PC, hopefully. Um. But it's also kind of gearing up towards maybe, you know, being ported to the next gens as well so that they would have more graphics processing power on the next gen consoles. Because this is a game that can be played on console. I don't see how you could, but yes, it can. <laughs> I've played it on I've played it on Xbox One. Yeah, and, and it's mm. and it's a it's still a decent experience, right? So yeah. Uh, but I, I've decided that it might be time. Now I've made I, I've laid down some ground rules because my biggest problem with you know with Warframe was how much I spent on it. Right? I mean, I spent a lot of fucking money on Warframe. Yep. You know, we more than the typical person who uses on a video game for sure. Uh, and it was really a toss up. I could play Warframe. Or I could play Final Fantasy XIV, which also had an expansion come out just recently that looks really good. And I was looking at those two games, and I'm like, I'm going to get shit on for either one of these you know, selections. You are? <laughs> uh, and then I, and I said, look, I can pick up and put down Warframe when, you know, when I can. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV requires commitment, getting into a fucking guild, yada, 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 fucking grinding for shit, and then eventually raiding, and then it's way too close to fucking World of Warcraft at that point, so I'm like, eh, maybe not. Warframe, I, I could play solo, or I could play with a group, and it's really not, you know, you know, I'm not really, you know, tied to the whole progression. I can pick it up and put it down, you know, one or two days a week if I wanted to. I've actually thought about going ahead and there's a couple of games that I really want to play um, that I'll grab the, the monster here. <laughs> a couple of games that I really want to play is again is Doom 2016 because of Doom Eternal coming out later this year or Surge and just beating Surge because yeah. Surge 2 comes out here in a couple months. Yeah. Um, but on this note, why don't we take a quick break? We've been going at it a while. And then just come back. All right. We'll be back. All right. And we're back. Yeah. 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 It is a late as fuck episode. Yeah. If you didn't know, we are recording almost at midnight, midnight, so I am not going to linger long as we start up on some new news, new stuff. Um, yeah, so, so kind of wanted to just throw some stuff out there when, but we're not sure what's going on with the uh, latest iteration of Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, 
I would say that you have some other options here coming extremely soon. Um, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw comes out in a couple weeks. Um, that looks to be very uh, Wing Commander. I'm very much all about that. It comes at a good old price tag of about twenty nine ninety nine. All also way way about that. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be coming out soon. They also at the price of Game Pass. Um, Phoenix Point is going to be on Game Pass. Just wanted to remind people that didn't know that. Whoa, okay. Um, so, so September 3rd, so here in about a month, you will be getting Phoenix Point for people, fans of XCOM. Um, that's going to be for the price of Game Pass, which if you already have it, you're already getting this stuff. Um, that'll be a thing, along with uh, Gears, which will be coming out that month as well on Game Pass. I thought that was an epic ex- uh, the Phoenix Point was an Epic exclusive. I but guess that's console changed. exclusive to Xbox. Okay, cool. A lot of stuff that's exclusive right now to uh, Epic that is also on console is also exclusive to Game Pass when some of that stuff is going to transpire over to PC Game Pass. Okay, so, so... Keep your eyes on stuff when it hits release date and see what s- site it's on, basically. So, will it be... I don't PC know, Game Pass? but I will let you know. Okay, because that would be kind of big. <laughs> yeah, I. but it's just kind of proof that there's a Game Pass that just continues to... Sh- I actually canceled my PS Plus account because I don't online game with PlayStation. Right. And there's hasn't been dick on it for months, and I've been... I've wasted $70 this year on nothing. So, yeah, literally nothing has been interested me so far that I didn't already have or played or had any interest in with PS4 when it came to their subscription service. So I need to start. The only thing that I wanted to play was Sekiro, which was not Not had anything to do with that. Right. right? So, yeah, it's I mean, Destiny was free for a while. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of over Destiny. Yeah, same here. Um, something that snuck up on the store this morning for the eShop for Nintendo was uh, Doom 1, 2, and 3. Whoa, what? Popped its head on the store and then promptly popped its head right back off the store. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of speculation that's going to be like five bucks a game or something to that effect. Doom for the 1, Dooms. 2, and 3. Now, I, I could see playing through maybe Doom 1, maybe 2, but... Three is a slug. Doom three was just well, it was too dark of a game, and it was too slow. Like everything about Doom three was slow. In fact, Doom twenty sixteen pokes fun at Doom three. <laughs> yeah, uh, I may. I'm I'm literally at some point t- today or tomorrow playing one of those two games. You gotta play twenty sixteen. It's I mean I mean it, I I was guess I was going at that or Surge. I yeah. just I need something yeah. different to play right just, now play doom 2016 it's so good <laughs> it's it's so good but uh just kind of want to throw those things out there those are some i think some big things to know um you were asking about tetris effect last week on how to play it in vr yeah um if you already have oculus you can play it through the Os- oculus sdk i guess is what you'd call it okay um it's just one way if you don't have oculus you play it through the steam vr app in order to run vr on epic store Okay. So well, if you had uh, HTC Vive or something like that, that's how you run it is running that SDK in the background. So, and then launching it on the Epic Store. Yeah. I just haven't it's launched a weird. VR title on the Epic Store, but I'm sure that it just ties into, you know, loading up Oculus and then, you know, it comes up. Uh, I'm sure the Epic Store just doesn't have its own um, 
like virtual room where you you know like the steam room is where the you know like the uh the big screen dashboard uh so i'm sure that'll it'll run fine i'm gonna find out though because i'm going to have that game uh it, it's already sold to me at at this point so when's that coming out again mm, super soon super soon so i'll be I'll, I'll be on top of that for sure yeah and i'm hoping that by the time we do another episode that um that Oni's out, oxygen not included, and then I can properly talk about that game because that's really the other thing I'm kind of looking forward to this summer. Yeah, uh, I I think I own that game. It's just I don't know. All of my fucking you know people t- tend to pee in the water supply, and that's just not that's just not good. That's just not good. It's never good. <laughs> don't don't pee in the uh, don't pee in the water supply. It is never good. Did you guys have some stuff that you want to talk about? All my stuff was almost bullet point news, but yeah. was, I was searching hard. Well, I mean, I, I saw some things, you know, I, I I try to keep up with the tech sector. So, I mean, you know, so if if you are a gamer, you probably have heard of Corsair shit. Um, they, they make a lot of good keyboard and mice, and mm-hmm. they started getting into water cooling uh, and did some fairly decent you know, um, uh, water cooling solutions where yep. you just kind of, uh, it, it, it makes the custom loop easier for people to get into, yeah. uh, you know, for, uh, you know, for water cooling their PCs. And of course they include copious amounts of RGB and everything. Um, what I didn't quite know is that, uh, they had recently acquired, uh, origin PC, not, not, origin as the you know game service thing that ea has uh but origin pc is uh kind of like a pre-built uh pc you know company uh so they they acquired them and then of course started putting a lot of their products you know bundling it with uh their uh their pre-built pcs which is perfectly fine but to uh to kind of go one over the top for that was that they built a PC that they called the Big O. And this PC has a gaming PC, an Xbox One. Uh, uh, I think it's the Xbox One. So they went with the, the top-end versions of these. But they have a PC, an Xbox One, a PlayStation 4, and a dock for the, you know, for the uh, Switch. Uh, you know, built all into one massive rig <laughs> and you can load up a disc and, you know, you know, into the, uh, the machines, you know, it has one disc drive that right. it will then use for all, all of the things so that you could load your discs in there and play, you know, it's over the top weird and, like super custom and there's only ever one of them but the idea is interesting as you have one massive thing they just tore apart uh, an xbox one and a playstation and you know and put the the you know made their own little door for the dock for the switch so that you can slide the switch into it and have the outputs go out to a monitor it's it's cool 
there's a lot of details on it right. if you want to look up on, online for the Big O, if you want to see the specs for everything. But How it's, much does this thing cost? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's one of a kind, so I'm sure that it's, you know, it's super-duper custom sauce. So uh, it, it's just I don't think anybody can actually buy the Big O. I don't think anybody would really want to. Uh, but, of course, because they – uh, they did it with the Corsair thing. They went and did a custom loop <laughs> on the inside for water cooling the entirety of everything. So, of course. <laughs> but hey, you know, you'd always have this Uber enthusiast that would be more than willing to shell out the money for something like that. But would you? I mean, like, so if if this was a thing that was. You know, that's something that you could purchase. Say, we're, we're going to, I'm going to pick an arbitrary number. Um, you know, so we're going to go with what I would consider a top end, but not quite over the top PC. So you're looking at about mm, $1,200 $1, to $1,500. Uh, you've got, you know, and, and you've got your three major consoles. So, and, and the pro versions of each. Right. So, uh, so. Be able to play your games in 4K, whether whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, PC. or PC. And then you have the Switch and option. have everything in one rig for 1500 bucks. No, no, no. It's not going to be just 1500 bucks oh. because that's just the PC components. Because you're looking at another $400 per console plus the custom... Okay, you so know, this is a box that everything goes in. Right. Gotcha. So this is everything in one case. Gotcha. So you're looking at, uh, because of how custom it is with the custom loop and the, you know, the, the custom switch dock and the, you know, and all the custom wiring and everything's tore apart and put in there. You're looking at a seven to $10,000, you know, custom box. I, I'm guessing, I don't know exactly yeah. how much it costs, but you know, would you spend seven, you know, seven grand on, one box that includes everything? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> Not when I can buy them all separately for closer to three. If if you replaced your mattress with $100 bills, would you? <laughs> would you spare a few $100 bills for, a, uh, for one box that has everything? If I had an entire King mattress full of $100 bills, maybe. Okay. All right, maybe you're sleeping on fat stacks of cash. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, one of the things that you know that bothers me is that it more it falls kind of in that all-in-one thing, and when an all-in-one doesn't work, yeah, it's a pain in the ass to fix. True. Oh man, you have an individual problem with the you know with the PlayStation. The whole fucking rig has to go back. Right. You know, so uh, it's a cool concept, but I, I don't think that it was ever meant to be marketed. It is true. Um, so from uh, from way, way out there, uh, possibility rigs uh, to <laughs> some actual solid news, uh, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. This guy with a uh, oh yeah has a new release date of December tenth. MechWarrior what now? Five five Mac mercenaries. MechWarrior five. MechWarrior five. So that's all the way to December. Um, huh? Oh shit. 
I was thinking it was in a month. So another thing I can play with my Hotas setup, right? It's pushed back to December tenth with Way beta opening in big, November. Big feet. I okay. know, right? Um, surprised I hadn't done that yet. Douchebag. Uh, but it will now be a Epic Game Store exclusive. Yay! Wait a second. Fucking seriously. <laughs> oh my god. Yet another one. Well, I think I said before, I'm kind of over the, you know, the being pissed off at being an Epic Store exclusive. Now, one thing they did do that some other games have misstepped on is they did say, and I quote, fans looking to obtain refunds from their pre-order of any tier are able to do so by September 1st. Pre-order refunds of any tier will be refunded in full. Additionally, those seeking refunds will be able to keep all bonus MechWarrior Mech online content from the standard collector and ultimate editions. So, okay. basically they said, we're not going to completely screw you over. But the fact that they have to offer refunds because they decided that they were going to go with the, yeah. uh, with one store over the other or not just put it on both. However, refunded pre-orders will forfeit their access to the full game and be unable to participate in the upcoming closed beta for MechWarrior 5. Honestly, I mean... I know there's a lot of butthurt on the fucking internet right now because of the whole fucking Epic Store exclusive bullshit, but, you know. But, <sighs> let's face it, it, here's the thing. The, this won't be happening if Epic wasn't offering the profit share that they are right now. And it, and, would, it would fizzle and be a non-fucking issue if Steam stepped up and actually fucking, you know, made a change, but... They're not going to do that because they've been doing it no. for fucking years. And, of course, Gabe needs well, to stuff his fucking mattress even further. Not only that, but they also, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if they view Gabe's current way of doing things as unsustainable long term. And uh, see him as changing his profit sharing. I don't think so. Honestly, you know... If that was the case, then Steam would have fallen by the wayside long fucking time ago. Uh, Steam is kind of a... uh, Right now, Steam is the place to go for games. Oh, yeah. You know, on PC. It was... It's been... It's only... The only place for a long fucking time until a couple, you know, smaller places picked up like fucking uh, uh, GOG... Uh, and uh, now Epic Game Store, and there's a couple smaller and, ones like uh, the uh, you know Origin and Origin. Uh, UPlay. Yeah. Um. So it used to be the only place, and it has by far the largest library. And most people have already built up their library. How many fucking games do you have in your library, Steve? You know, there guy, like fucking three or four hundred, five something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's over the course gonna, of like fifteen years, right? But you're not gonna you're not gonna drop your fucking library, uh, and the people who are bitching about it, they're just saying that I don't have to go to another library, bitch. I already have fucking libraries everywhere, so 
I'm not worried about it. You know, it's it's a non-issue to me. You know, if if I can get games cheaper on Epic, yeah, I'm gonna go Epic. Five hundred ninety-nine games. Yeah, five hundred eighty-nine fucking games. You fuck me. Uh, <laughs> just fuck me. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about the whole Epic Game Store thing, and I would never cancel a fucking pre-order for a game that. You know, well, um, first of all, who fucking pre-orders? Stop doing it. And second of all, I wouldn't cancel if it's a game that I really wanted to fucking play. Wouldn't cancel it just because it went to a, f- a specific fucking storefront. Ultimately, you're going to download the fucking game and it's going to be on your fucking PC and you're going to fucking play it. Yep. I mean, what more did you ask for? Right. And if then, you're ever curious, go to Steam Calculator or SteamDB.info. Uh-huh. Um, my account's worth 91 $9,155. It's, uh, it's, uh, my average price of game is $17.37. Average price per hour is $8.27. I have 9,000 hours on record. Steam DB calculator? Yeah, the button you click is like, what's my shame or something like that. <laughs> uh, so, also in the other news, Get disappointment um, in your life. Yeah. Right. It was uh it was announced er on Blizzard's website earlier this uh this week or late last week. Frank Pierce will be retiring. Um he was one of the found founders of Blizzard and has decided that after twenty eight years it's just it's time to move on and do other things. Well, well, I mean, I, um, well, there's that. It's most of the Blizzard team has kind of changed uh, since the heyday of, you know, like when World of Warcraft first started and, you know, you know, when they had StarCraft II come out, you know, that was kind of their heyday right there. Uh, so I've seen a lot of people fucking, you know, go from Blizzard, you know, and it was really the Activision Blizzard situation that, you know, kind of drove people out of the Blizzard studio. So um, honestly, really doesn't bother me too much. Uh, Blizzard still has a really good set of you know people working on shit they don't have the best pr um i mean (laughs) i mean ultimately as far as leadership goes two of the three founders are still there it's not like uh uh, it's not like the brains behind it all's leaving um yeah yeah completely so but you think about 28 years with the same company it's a long fucking time, especially in an industry that in the last 10 years has seemed to shuffle leadership about as often as uh, as football players on expiring contracts. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, these guys are, you know, are in an industry that's constantly fucking changing. Mm-hmm. So they're they're never going to stay there until fucking retirement. Well, and it, you know, <laughs> you know, keeping up with that kind of change, 
almost forces you to re reinvent yourself every few years and the that's difficult I mean, and you and you are almost always moving at a breakneck pace yeah so where's your I mean, eventually you think a lot of these guys just need to take a step back and just do something else for a while be with their families or just think about you know. working on a specific game like for instance yeah. like for blizzard They've been working on World of Warcraft for fucking ever. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, that's so, you know, it's the same fucking thing every single fucking day, but they have to come through and reinvent something and they have to deal with the toxic ass player base whenever they decide to make a change, you know, and, you know, the, yeah, I mean, I can't fault the guy, you know, if he yeah. wants to go off and do something special, have him go do something special. Man, it you know he's got some uh he's got some chops behind him that's that's the thing yeah. well and, um they also said he's going to uh he will stick around as a advisor quote unquote oh, of course um it, basically what that means is nobody really wants to see him completely go and hey come around sometime that's but that's the you know that's... um was it um Metzen, i think is mm -hmm. the uh was was the person who came up with the original story for warcraft yeah uh and you know he stepped down but he's on as an advisory role for you know for the story going forward yeah so he's not you know he's not writing the lore anymore but he gets a phone call saying man what would thrall do you know, <laughs> right. Or, or something, you know, something or similar. We're thinking of this, but we want to run it by you. Just make sure uh, everybody's in agreement that this isn't going to just completely blow everything in the past out of the water. Right. You know, yeah. it's, that sort of thing. When you got something that big, you don't ever really, you know, get away from it completely. There's no, uh, unless it's not a, uh, you know, unless you get fired, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, they don't want your input after you've gotten fired, but uh, if you're leaving to do other projects, I'm sure that you're still on call for, you know, for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, best of luck to them. Um, you know, I, the only thing I'm wanting from Blizzard anymore is I want them to come out with a fucking, you know, I, I want them to come out with a real ass Diablo game. That's it. That's, that's all I want from them. You know, I am no longer invested in anything Warcraft, so uh, give me a good fucking Diablo, a, a damn good Diablo, and not a fucking mobile Diablo, you dumb shits. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, otherwise, uh, I don't really have the. There's um. There's only one one other thing I can think of here, and uh, over the last couple of weeks, you might have seen something in the news uh, about Nintendo and their Joy-Cons. Um, you know, so there was a class action lawsuit, you know, levied against Nintendo because the Joy-Con controllers, uh, the thumbsticks, would experience drift, or it would turn when you are not, you know, not actually touching the thumbstick. Uh, which required repair or replacement. Uh, and the, you know, the Joy-Cons, for a set of Joy-Cons, it's like 80 bucks. Uh, it's, right. it's, it's not Stupid cheap. Stupid expensive. Not cheap for those, you know, for those controllers. 
uh, and you could, you know, in the past, uh, send them in for repair and uh, Nintendo would charge it as like 30 or 45, uh, 40 bucks for, uh, for the repair of the thumbsticks. And essentially it's just a centering issue with a sensor on, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the Joy-Con controllers. Uh, but it's happened more and more since, you know, the uh, Switch has, you know, been in people's hands and, you know, being used for a period of time. Uh, there was a uh, class action lawsuit because, well, I mean, people were pissed that they weren't lasting longer. Um, I don't know. I, I went through plenty of Nintendo 64 controllers because the fucking thumbsticks sucked on those. Uh, but you were, you know, back then they were a fucking stick on a rubber band. <laughs> right. You know, so I didn't expect them to last very long. Um, but, uh, that class action lawsuit started getting traction and, uh, they were, you know, Nintendo, you know, came out probably, you know, I think it was two days after the class action lawsuit was announced, uh, and, you know, and said, just go to our support website, super vague, just go to our support website. What they had actually done was they told their uh, their support reps uh, to you know you know to perform uh, free replacements or free uh, free repairs on Joy Cons uh, when people called in about them, uh, and they had also uh, told their support reps to issue refunds for past repairs on Joy Cons. So if somebody called in uh, saying, "Hey, my Joy Cons were repaired two months ago." Uh, you know, the support rep would actually give them a refund for that repair instead of actually, you know, just coming out and saying it. They just said, Hey, just go to our support website. And that's kind of hidden there. Uh, but Nintendo is trying to do right, but also trying to, you know, reduce their total outside costs. They're not doing any type of recalls or anything like that. But if you have problems with your Joy-Cons, now would be the time to check out Nintendo's support website and maybe give them a call and let them know that you have Joy-Con problems and they will uh, they'll probably hook you up. Uh, I don't know if that's going to completely, you know, remove the uh remove yourself from possibly you know joining the class action lawsuit i'm not sure about the you know the terms there um but uh i'd imagine that if you take up nintendo on their free replay you know repair or replacement option for the joy cons that you then no longer have a leg to stand on in the (laughs) class action lawsuit oh yeah so uh so i think that's just a mitigation step um, but still, I mean, that's a big company, you know, you know, doing things for free. And the, ref- the, the refund was kind of a surprise to me. I was like, if you had had past repairs, you get a refund for the past repairs. That's not a bad deal. You know, so I don't have the problem with the Joy-Cons myself. Um, I'm sure I don't play it as religiously, religiously as, some yeah, as some people do. And I'm sure that those Joy-Cons get beat the fuck up with, you know, with, you know, kids playing it and, you know, and doing all kinds of shit with them. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but I've always been, 
you know, Joy-Con, Joy-Cons, just like any other controller, has a lifespan. And I just always assume that if the uh, the sticks start to loosen up on a controller, it's time for a new controller. I mean, <laughs> how many controllers have you gone through that's had that same problem? You know? Right. So, to me, it was kind of a non-issue, but it is, you know, a thing that was happening on the news and, you know... If you do have that problem, check out their website. All right. I don't think we have a whole lot else. That's uh, that's nope. all I've got for right now. No. Nope. All right. Well, then find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash The Real TiltCast. Mm-hmm. And find a handful of friends of the show. You have Cabbage KBG. Cabbage. You have NoQuarters.net. Uh, you have bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv. They do fantastic things. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.